Welcome to today's live on reinventing yourself. I got inspired because I had a conversation yesterday on stories around this, and I just want to go through and take you through my process of how I have reinvented myself and how identity work is fundamental to your manifestation process and actually breaking down what needs to change in who you are being, in how you are showing up in order to create the results that you want. So I'm going to record a whole other episode or um, live on every way that I have up-leveled my life in all areas. I haven't just up-leveled in business. I haven't just up-leveled in my wealth and being able to sign clients. I have up-leveled in my health, going from chronically ill to now so healthy and strong. I've up-leveled my relationships where now I call in the most healthy, conscious men who are providers, who are spiritual, who are into the work. I have incredible friendships that I have now cultivated where everyone is entrepreneurial. Everyone is like-minded. We all have high-level conversations. I have up-leveled in so many different areas, even though my life looked like the polar opposite, I took the reins on my life and I decided I get to be something different. But that all happened because I had to stop playing into the old narrative of I'm not good enough. I'm just the shy, not confident girl who I can't speak on camera or I just attract bad men or I'm unattractive or I can't make money or imposter syndrome. All of these stories, we need to realize that the life that you have created today, the life that you are living right now is a representation of your identity of who you think you are, right? And so many of us, what happens when we are growing up is we let the world tell us who we are. We let teachers, we let peers, we let society, our parents tell us who we are. They slap a label on our forehead to tell us you are the shy girl you are the nerdy girl you're not enough um i'm back my instagram glitched for a second um you know you're not good enough you're the nerdy girl you're the shy girl you're just not weak you're not strong um you're all of these things right and so then we hold on to that and we just accept well that's just who i am that's just what my life is going to look like from now on, that I'll never be that confident, you know, it girl, like that girl, when we talk about social media and becoming that version of ourselves, we see it as someone else. We see it as separate to us. When in reality, we get to choose if there's something that you want to be, if there's some characteristic, some trait, something that you want to develop in yourself, you have that choice and opportunity. But what it first requires you to do is actually step up and say, no, I'm rewriting the narrative. I'm no longer identifying with being not enough with being the person who's irresponsible with money, with being the person who's just unhealthy and addictive and in all of these bad tendencies, right? You aren't that person anymore. Every single day when you wake up, you need to decide to choose a new story. You need to wake up and realize that that version of you who has it all, who is confident, healthy, strong, in beautiful, nourishing relationships 
has a different identity. She's secure in herself. She is confident in herself. She sees herself in a different light. She doesn't play in these stories anymore. Yeah, she has these moments of self-doubt and negative self-talk. We all do, but she's not allowing herself to spiral down into negative self-talk and allowing the world to tell her who she is. She shows the world who she is. And just notice, are you allowing society to tell you who you are and what you're capable of? Or are you deciding who you are and what you're going to create and what you're going to succeed in. So if this is resonating with me, then let me know. Hello to everyone who is joining here with me live today. I am so excited to be having this conversation. I really want to actually workshop this with you guys. I want you to drop into the comments. I invite you all to drop into the comments. What are some things that you are manifesting right now? in every sphere of life. And we're going to be going through them one by one in health, in wealth, in um, relationships, in um, spirituality. I think I'm missing one because it's like five different areas of life. Um, All of these aspects and seeing, okay, what are the common negative beliefs that people have that are holding themselves back? And what is the identity that you must actually be in alignment with that you must subscribe to in order to up-level in that area in your life? And I've done that. I've been in a life where Every area of my life looks like it's in shambles. Like I didn't have the money. I was working for $21 an hour. I didn't have the health. I was bed bound. I didn't have the positive relationships. I felt like everything that everyone else had was out of my grasp, but it wasn't available to me. And now I am the dream girl. I am living the life that I thought was impossible for me. I'm living a life now where people say to me, Katie, you are my expander. I went from having nothing to having everything purely out of choice, purely out of decision, right? So it is possible for you. It is possible for every single one of you if you decide to get out of victimhood and to step into being the victor. So Chanel says, I'm manifesting getting out of debt. So this is perfect. Let's work on the first area of life and how to change your identity around wealth, right? So getting out of debt is a big one, but there's also, you know, you might be manifesting if you're listening right now, I'm not in debt, but I want more money. I want overflow. I want abundance. I want to have, you know, I want to earn well, but I also want to make a lot of profit or have a lot of money to play. I want to live a life where I don't have to think about money, that my decisions aren't actually dictated by money. So drop in some of your financial goals, right? Maybe you want to invest Invest. You want to um, get into, you know, trading in the stock market. All of these beautiful goals around money, passive income, for example, right? So, you know, money goals. It's not just about getting out of debt or earning more. It's about how money works for you. You could be earning a lot, but then you don't have a lot of time. You could be earning a lot, but then feel like you're financially irresponsible. So it doesn't matter how much you earn, you end up getting to the same point. You don't have savings. So a lot of us, we desire this financial freedom. We desire this state of being in in overflow where money is working for us, where we feel financially smart. And for a lot of us, you know, we were raised in, you know, families, in situations, 
in communities where, you know, we experienced maybe a lot of poverty. Maybe that was a story growing up and noticing what, how did your parents speak about money and how did that solidify and create your identity? surrounding money. So is it things like you have to work hard for money, that I just don't come from a family of money, that um, money is never working for me. Money is like an enemy. I actually hate money. I don't like money. I'm financially irresponsible, that I'm not some, I'm not a business owner. I'm not entrepreneurial. Notice all of these different beliefs that create your identity around money. Is your identity around money the identity that a wealthy person would have? That's the question for you right now. Is your identity surrounding money the identity that a wealthy person would have? If you want to make more money, you need to believe that making money is easy for you. Otherwise, if your identity is, I can't make money, it's not going to happen. So we have to have this shift. We can't see money as something that is put on a pedestal and only reserved for people who are born into wealth. We can't see money as something that is only available for people in this special echelon of society and people who um, you know, have something unique, but rather money is available to all of us and you are a wealthy woman. Like allow that to sink in to your cells and to your bones, do you feel like a wealthy woman? So Chanel, you're talking about, okay, I want to get out of debt. What is your relationship and identity with debt? Do you believe that you'll always be in debt? Or do you know that for a fact that you're going to get out of debt, that money works for you, that you have a positive relationship with money? Because this core foundation is going to change everything. It's going to change the way that you move, the opportunities that you take, the way that you learn, you know, your job opportunities, everything. And there was actually a really interesting um, study surrounding money. And a lot of men have a more positive mindset and relationship surrounding money compared to women. So they put up this um, job like application thing like telling people like they they're available for a job people can come in and apply and they were putting up a really high amount for this job and I think it was that a lot of men applied but even though they weren't qualified but women who even though they were qualified didn't apply because they still didn't feel like they're not enough right so it goes to show it doesn't even matter how skilled or how qualified you are, but your beliefs are going to in turn create different actions, right? If you don't believe that money is easy, you're going to actually manifest and create situations for yourself where you're going to have to work harder for money because you actually won't accept the money that's easy, right? You actually won't accept when someone, let's say I decided I'm going to pick someone today and we're going to send you a thousand dollars. Would you accept that money that I'm giving you money for no reason? Or are these prickly, itchy little feelings of that's not okay. There's must be a catch. I can't just receive money for no reason because that's my mentality surrounding money. I get to receive money for no reason because money is a neutral resource. Money is like water. It is like air. It is like food. I don't need to do anything for it. I just get to receive, right? And Chanel says, I feel like I don't deserve money. It's a belief I have to work on. 
And so really excavating that belief and tuning into like, you know, your whole story around why you feel like you don't deserve money. What is the deservingness and the worthy aspect? Really, there's no such thing as worth. Worth itself is a construct. Would God say, universe source, whatever you believe in, say that you aren't worthy or deserving of money or that you're only deserving if you work hard or you're only deserving under certain conditions? There are no conditions around receiving. Receiving money, receiving love, receiving freedom. There are actually absolutely no conditions except for some of the rules and laws that society created but a lot of the time you can decide to defy them right you get to be the exception so noticing that because the conditions that you subscribe to create the bounds and the conditions in which you have to actually abide by when in reality there are no conditions that you have to abide by only the ones that you think you do right? Another one as well, when we're talking about like investing, if investing is part of your, um, your manifestation goal of something that you want to jump into. So a lot of us have this belief, especially as women, I'm irresponsible with money. I'm bad with money. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to manage it. I don't know how to invest. That's just not me. So we lean out, we tap out even before deciding to give ourselves the opportunity to try to learn. It doesn't matter if your whole family was financially illiterate and weren't good with money. You get to be the chain breaker. You get to be the one who ends the generational trauma and the generational pattern of money and poverty. And you get to rise up and choose that for yourself by realizing you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. You can be rich, you can be good at investments, you can be good at managing money if you decide that that's something that you're going to commit to and something that you're going to work on to evolve. Some of us, you know, almost all of us, we're not born financially literate. It's something that we have to learn with something we have to dedicate ourselves to. But so many of us, before we even give ourselves the opportunity to learn about money, we say, I don't know, I'm not good enough, I can't. I would never understand investments. It's just something I, I, not for me. But have you even tried or have you just decided that because maybe that's what you saw from other women, from other people, from your family? You get to be something different. Whatever it is that you want or you feel like you can't have, you get to choose that by first shifting your identity. So those are some identity shifts when it comes to money, right? And with all this identity shift, remember, it's not just about, okay, where do I want to go? It's creating an identity through embodying the version of you that already has it. So when, I, when you have an identity based off what you want, what happens is you're saying, I don't have it. So let's say you are embodying the identity of the person who wants money, the version of you that wants money. Well, the version of you that wants money has a different identity to the version of you that has money. The version of you that wants money, works towards money, is in lack, is saying, I'm trying to make money, is saying, I'm not there yet. But the version of you that has money has a different ingrained confidence and sustainable mindset and energy surrounding money, knowing that there's still 
you know, working and, and doing the things and taking the action, but they take it from, I'm a wealthy woman. I'm here. I'm embodied in having it rather than taking the action because I don't have it, right? And so this is why the embodiment piece is key. Society tells us we need to work towards our goal, which immediately creates separation. And all of us in our identities is always, I'm showing up to create something, to get something, because I want something. And it's not coming from a really grounded place of I'm actually there, that I need to show up as if I have it in order to have it, in order to receive it. I need to show up as the version of me that is living that reality, not the version of me that doesn't have it and is trying to get there. Because trying to get there, you're never going to get there, right? It's actually realizing that you're there. And then we can also get into this spiral of working towards it, working towards it. And then we keep pushing the goalposts. We keep moving our milestone that, you know, I want more money and then maybe we do. But then because we're in this pattern of trying to get somewhere, we never acknowledge that we were there. We never acknowledge that we're living our dream life. We've created the reality and manifested our goal because we're in this perpetual state of moving, of creating on this hamster wheel that now I've hit 10K months. Well, I don't feel that excitement and that ecstatic, you know, crazy energy that I have that I thought I would because I pinned that emotional experience on that goal. So let me just shift the goalpost and make 10K months, 20K months. And I hit 20K months, still not happening, 30K months, 40K months. And you might look like you're climbing the rungs of the ladder. It might look like you're succeeding. But in reality, there's this emotional degradation happening because you're getting eaten away at, I'm never there. I'm never there. Stop and breathe in the gratitude because the version of you that's there actually receives it. Not just receives it physically, but receives it in the essence of her being. There's a relaxed state of knowing that I'm here. Yes, I'm constantly evolving. Yes, I'm constantly moving forwards, but I'm not taking action out of lack. I'm taking action because I'm confident in myself and I'm already that girl. I'm already that woman. I'm enough now. The actions and results generated from the version of you that feels like she's there she's achieved it, she's that woman, are actions that are drastically different to the version of you that feels like I want to become that woman, but I'm not her yet. There's some desperation there. There's some emotional instability there. There's a lack of appreciation and groundedness and and relaxation. Land, land in that embodied identity of who you are. And all it comes down to is a choice in this moment to decide who you are, that your past doesn't dictate your reality. It doesn't matter if you haven't signed a client or made money in your business for three weeks, six months, eight months. That isn't holding you back or inhibiting you from embodying the identity of a wealthy woman who is an industry leader, who is the top coach in her field. It all starts with a decision in one moment. And that decision then creates this beautiful cascade effect of then overflowing into her actions and your reality of what you are receiving, right? Your past never dictates your future. Your past never dictates your identity. What is your identity? 
Your identity isn't your past. Your identity is an accumulation of everything that's happened to you. Your identity is something that you are constantly choosing in each moment, right? So in my life, Prior, I had the identity that, you know, I actually, I didn't really have the identity that I didn't have money because I believed, I always knew that that was something that I was going to um, attract and and something that I, I was really serious on creating. Some of it came from a little bit of wounding of, I need to be an independent woman and and all that. But ultimately, it's like, you know, I didn't create wealth from the identity of I'm not there. Right. So that's really, really important to to recognize that Chanel says, how can I feel like I'm finally wealthy when I'm not even able to pay my bills? It's hard for me. Any advice? And this is the thing I don't want to bypass, but we need to realize nothing in our external reality can actually dictate how we are feeling right now. So wealth isn't about being able to pay for everything and buy everything and having a million dollars in your account. What is wealth? Just like we're talking about this identity piece, wealth is a state of being. Identity is a state of being of this moment. Your identity is not what happens to you. Your identity is not your circumstances. You know, when we're talking about inner identity, not external identity, how other people see you, inner identity, your inner identity is what or who you identify as. Your identity is who you identify as. So just because, you know, you're living in not so good circumstances or let's say you're, you know, starting a business and you're, you know, you just started and you don't have any clients yet, you can still choose to have your identity as I'm a successful coach, I'm an expert because my identity is not tied to my circumstances. You know, every single person who went from poverty to wealth did not cling to their identity or their external reality of poverty in order to create wealth. Even if you are struggling to pay your bills, you can always still feel a lightness. I want you to realize Chanel and other people who are listening right now. Hello, Rain, one of my past private clients. So beautiful to have you. Um, That there is someone who believes that if they were in your situation, Chanel, they would feel rich. Someone perhaps living in another country who is earning a dollar a day. They believe that if if they were in your circumstances, they would be wealthy, right? And so do we see how there's this whole spectrum of everyone sees it differently? So you're saying, well, I'm not, I can't choose to feel wealthy because I can barely pay my bills. Well, someone else is saying, shit. This girl living in that country, living in, you know, that, that one bedroom apartment and I'm living in a, in a box, I'm live, I, don't even have, I don't even have shelter, that's wealthy. So it's really about changing your mindset and understanding that you always have a choice. If I said to you now, Chanel, I'm going to pay all your bills for the next 12 months, how would you feel? All of a sudden, there's a lightness, there's an ease, there's a flow. But what happened? Nothing physically happened. Your bills haven't been paid yet, but it's just that knowing. And this is what I talk about when I talk about manifestation is anticipation is everything. Stop anticipating the worst each month. Just because you've struggled to pay your bills for the past 12 months, that doesn't mean that's going to be this month or next month. And I know it can be so difficult because that's all your mind knows 
in that moment. That's all the, the concrete evidence that you have. But you relying on the evidence of your past is only going to perpetuate your past, right? So the only way you're going to shift out of, I can't pay my bills and I can barely get by to wealthy and overflow is changing your anticipation and your belief. First choosing to tune into that version of me that has all of the money. And I'll tell you right now, if you feel poor in your circumstance right now, no amount of money will actually change that. You think that money is what makes you feel poor? Money can't make you feel anything. Money amplifies who you are. And when we really take a deep dive into what wealth is or poverty state of being is, it's nothing to do with money. Wealth is how you feel about yourself. Poverty is how you feel about yourself. Poverty is a state of lack and feeling like not good enough, right? I know so many people who are multimillionaires, but they're in a state of poverty. They're not wealthy. They're financially, it looks like on paper, but they're not wealthy because every day they still have this fear that I'm not enough, that I have to save every single cent. I need to scrounge for money. Making millions didn't fix their identity and their loop of poverty, right? And so recognize that it's always a choice to tune in, that there are people with less money than you right now who are deciding to tune into wealth because they don't want to feel poor. They want to feel free. They're sick and tired of feeling like they're in lack. And if you can't pay your bill and if you can't do something, so what? You're still going to be in the same circumstance whether you're feeling wealthy or whether you're feeling poor. The universe will always lead you. And I always, always have this affirmation that no matter what, the universe is always supporting me. The universe is always supporting me financially. And this is such an important moment of my life to surrender to the trust and to the faith that whatever is happening, I'm living my most authentic truth and the universe is supporting me in this moment. So nothing externally to you is going to solve your problem. And this is the identity piece. We say we're poor because we don't have money. If you're poor because you don't have money, you're not going to be rich with money. You're going to be poor and with no money for the rest of your life because you're continually saying that, right? The only way to become rich is to feel rich while be having a broke bank account and that is going to amplify it, right? Your identity creates your reality. It's always a choice. So I hopefully that is landing for you. And I do understand and recognize that it is a lot more difficult to choose that. But then at the same time, we have equal capacity to choose both sides of the spectrum. Choosing to feel into, I don't have enough. And choosing to feel into, I have enough and overflow. It's actually the same. It's glass half full, glass half empty. It's the same thing. If I'm choosing to believe in the air or choosing to believe in what's full, nothing has changed of this cup. Nothing has changed in this physical reality. But you tell me, are you are a glass half full or a glass half empty person? Because that's your identity. What you say about this cup is saying a lot about your life. And if you identify as a person who's glass half full, then put that into your reality right now. Take, take stock of where you are right now and be grateful for that. 
If you can be grateful for the few dollars or the few cents that you have in your bank account, that'll lead you into becoming grateful for millions, right? Tune into right now where you are, even if it looks like you have nothing, you have something. And that gratitude is going to amplify into something so much bigger. Oh my goodness, we have been going for almost 40 minutes. That is insane. But let's hop on to the next um the next category in life, and let's go on to health. So drop a comment below if this is resonating with you and Chanel, if that is helping you with that. But let's talk about health. If you're wanting to up-level your identity when it comes to health, you have to show up as a version of you that is healthy. And I went through this big time. When I was a teenager, I experienced chronic fatigue, pain, parasites, period problems, surgery, hospitalizations, being bed bound, the whole thing. I was the furthest from health that you could ever picture. I was deteriorating in front of people's eyes. You know, I went from someone who could play sport all the time to someone that needed help just to do basic daily things. And it really did take a toll and impact on my mental health. Um, Now looking back, I realized it was such a gift to be able to experience such a traumatic time in my life because, you know, it led me to greater things. But in that moment, it's so easy to, again, be the victim and say, I'm not healthy. I'm in pain. I'm suffering. And that was a story that I held for a long time in that in that moment of desperation, right? But again, in order to change, and I was going on my healing journey, I was seeing kinesiologists and naturopaths and doing all of the alternative holistic healing because doctors couldn't help me. And and now I've realized that you want to heal, don't see a doctor, probably see someone else, but, um, you know, go go the holistic route and really look at the cause of of what it is in the root. But despite me healing, I was still clinging on to the same story. I'm weak, I'm frail, I'm in pain. Every day I would wake up and I would scan my body to see where there was pain. Every day I was noticing where is the next symptom. And this is a drastic example of illness. And I'm going to go into other examples too. But in order for me to heal, I actually had to believe and embody my healing. I couldn't cling on to the identity anymore of being a sick person because being a sick person meant perpetuating that reality. Even though I was sick for many, many years and I couldn't walk and I could barely function, I had to believe in something different. I had to imagine and see myself walking again. I had to see myself running again being able to function like a healthy human being. I had to no longer hold on to the label of I'm sick and I have chronic pain. And it's very hard when you're not seeing necessarily the results. But I realized over time, you know, there was a part of me that made my sickness my entire life. It had almost become a lifestyle, right? And so shifting out of that, that was when I was able to heal to realize that there is a possibility of a different reality, that there is a version of me that is healed and I need to actually step into that identity. So that's really a big factor in my healing because, you know, I'd done a lot of the physical things, but in the end, the 
the correlation between your emotional health and your physical um, body is so intertwined and interlinked that if you don't have a positive mindset or emotional regulation, you aren't going to experience true health. Right. And so let's go into another example that might be more um, personable or relatable to you. And let's say you want to become fit and healthy. And I know a lot of people struggle with their diets. People struggle with emotional eating, with staying on track, with addiction to sugar, to, uh, you know, soda, to, you know, additives and preservatives and all this and, and, and diet culture. The thing is we need to to recognize is we need to shift into the identity of someone that's healthy. So how often have we set the goals and set the intentions of um, actually, you know, going to the gym, set the intention of I'm going to eat healthy, but it never works. And we keep self-sabotaging because, and, and that solidifies and creates further evidence that I just have a problem, that I'm just addicted to food, that I just continuously binge eat, that I can't stay consistent at the gym. And I'm trying to be healthy by going to the gym, but to no avail, it's just not working. And so what's happening is despite your good positive efforts for trying to have this intention that I'm going to quit smoking, that I'm going to quit the stimulants, I'm going to quit the sugar, I'm going to go to the gym. What has happened and where you have failed yourself isn't that you can't follow through with your actions and that you've self-sabotaged. The key point is that you haven't landed and integrated your new identity of I'm a healthy person. You're trying to take actions from your old identity of I'm addicted, I'm reliant on stimulants, I binge eat, and I can't be consistent at the gym. That identity paired with these new actions of eating healthy and meal planning and, and going to the gym actually creates disruption and incongruency. And so therefore, you're always going to revert back to that old identity, that old version of yourself. So instead of setting your New Year's resolutions and your positive intentions, actually go from it from a different angle. That I'm not trying to achieve health. I am healthy. I embody health. I am now becoming a fit girly. I am a fit girl. I am a woman who goes to the gym all the time. I have an amazing bod. I want to keep up with my beautiful physique. I, you know, nourish myself and I put good food in my body. And and I'm almost like I like imagine that you're like a health coach or or someone who's known for, you know, your good health. That identity shift is going to create a whole new persona and version of you. And so instead of waking up in the morning going, "Oh, I don't want to go to the gym." because I feel fat or whatever it is, and I feel lazy, it's, no, I'm a fit girl. I go to the gym because I like it. And that's part of my lifestyle. I don't want to eat sugar and, you know, emotionally eat. And I don't want to, you know, um, go into all the cravings because that's not who I am. Like, even for me, I don't need to, like, have this, intense control over what I eat. I don't like eating junk food. I don't like eating McDonald's. I don't like eating KFC. I don't like eating all this fried shit. I don't see it as food. It's actually fucking repulsive to me. Like part of me doesn't see why, how people actually eat this shit. But then at the same time, it's because that's their identity of that. That's food. 
That's not my identity. McDonald's isn't food, it's crap, right? And so my identity of health and living as this version of me, I don't even think to contemplate to drink or eat these foods because that's not who I am. Because I actually crave in this identity of healthy, I go for healthy food. As a healthy, fit woman, what foods do you choose to nourish yourself with versus I'm fat and I'm addicted. And so I'm trying to have this new habit and I'm trying to do something, but it's not working. Do you see how you're setting yourself up for failure by adopting an an incongruent identity? You need to shift your identity first. If you want to become a fit, healthy woman, you need to wake up as a fit, healthy woman, take actions, make decisions and show up as that version of you because she lives her life very differently to how you live it now. And it's not by force. It's not even necessarily by discipline. It's second nature. I don't force myself to go to the gym every day. I freaking love it. If I don't go to the gym, I feel like crap. If I don't eat healthy food, I feel like crap. That's who I am. It's not even I need to control myself or restrict myself when it comes to health because I'm a healthy woman. Because I'm a healthy woman, I make healthy choices. Because I'm a wealthy woman, I make wealthy choices. Because I'm a loved woman, I make choices out of love. Your choices stem from your identity. This is why identity is such a fundamental key part of the manifestation process that you can't quantum leap if you are holding on to an identity of the past and solidifying old unhelpful ways of operating that aren't serving you anymore. So let me know if this is resonating with you. Let's go on to the third area of life that you want to up level and that is relationships because we are holistic women over here we don't just want to up level you know so many women it's like yeah the the goal is um the goal is wealth and a massive business all right yeah actually let's do business as well but going into relationships it's like we want to up level every area of, of our lives not just working for the money we're actually living an awesome life we are being that woman and that woman has elevated every area. So let's talk about relationships. This can be in friends or in um, your romantic relationships. So what are the stories right now that you have around relationships? Big ones that I hear from women is there are no good people out there. Like I can't even find spiritual friends. Where are the people who interpersonal development, who don't gossip, who don't talk shit and talk negative all the time? That's your identity. That, yeah, maybe I have friends, but they just aren't aligned. And you've solidified that narrative in your head. And so now your internal um, brain system is actually not going to be open to people who are spiritual, who are into personal development, because you've already told yourself that they don't exist, that that community isn't where you live, right? And I used to have that too, because, you know, when you're in the corporate world or you're working nine to five, of course, all you're seeing is, you know, people surrounded by you who aren't in, you know, this way of living. But you need to realize that the moment you shift your identity, things start to find you. And sometimes, yes, it comes from different actions. Sometimes, guys, an intention is the most powerful thing. Like I've just set some intentions to the universe of like, just, you know, find me, like lead me to the right people, lead me to the right spaces. I want to learn more about this. Give me the resources. And all of a sudden I'll see a TikTok or I'll see something come up in my page or someone will mention something. And and then all I need to do is say yes. 
say yes to the invitations from the universe. And so I went from having friends who are working a nine to five, who had very closed mindsets, who weren't up leveling to now literally almost every single one of my friends is an entrepreneur, wants to live a freedom lifestyle, is wealthy, is successful, is into personal development. I cannot tell you how many amazing people I have in my world right now. Like I'm constantly every week hanging out with these people. I'm getting people on my podcast. I'm having nourishing relationships with people because how? I changed my identity around who am I? What are the type of friends that I have? Who are the people that I see? That I get along with people, right? That I'm amicable, that I can, I'm, I'm easy to, to socialize with and and I used to not be like this at all. You know, I've told so many of you my story of how I was that shy, awkward, introverted girl. I had massive social anxiety, right? Just trying to, you know, spark a conversation and, and keep that conversation used to be hard for me. And that I found it really, really difficult to maintain friendships because again, that was my identity. Since I was young, my parents always said, yeah, Katie's a shy one. And that was my my thing of, I don't like being out there. I don't like socializing. I'm just, I'm shy and introverted. And I'm just not going to have a lot of, you know, amazing relationships in my life. But I quickly shifted that story. And my life looks drastically different because I decided, no, I'm not available for that. I'm not available for being the shy, awkward, you know, unsociable girl, that that's not who I am, that I believe that there are so many people out there and I can see that version of me who has all these nourishing relationships in my life. So just switch that, just notice right now, because the people you call in are matching your identity. If you want to call in amazing friends and you also have to be that amazing friend as well. And when we're turning that into, um, You know, romantic relationships, a big thing now is there are no good men out there. Where are all the conscious kings? You know, the dating pool is a disaster. I can't do it. Online dating, it's horrible. And all of this is just solidifying your identity and your story and your narrative of what is out there and what is available to you, right? So, You know, again, everyone out there exists. If you exist, then your perfect partner also exists. So tuning into that and recognizing that if I want to attract a conscious king, I can't keep complaining because a version of me that meets her love of her life and her soulmate doesn't wallow in self-pity and negativity around what's not available. She trusts and she has faith, right? I want you to tune into the version of you who is married to the conscious king, the soulmate of your dreams. What would she say to the version of you now who's maybe in a bit of doubt and despair that it's not happening? She would say, hey, you need to trust Your king is out there. In fact, I went on so many incredible, wonderful, passionate dates before I met him. Just relax, trust, believe he is out there, right? And this is what I mean by embodying the version of you that has it. When we receive our desires, that's often when our belief is solidified, but that's giving away our personal power. If we only believe when we see evidence, then how can we be a pioneer? 
How can we create from the unknown? How can we innovate if we're constantly looking for evidence from our external reality to tell us what to believe in? We would never get anywhere. It's about belief first, evidence second. And so stop waiting for the universe to show you you already know. The fact that you desire it is the universe saying, hey, what you want exists out there. But can you hold the energy enough within yourself without the evidence before I give it to you in physical form? It's really a test of strength and courage and faith in yourself. And it's like an exercise in trust. If we just wanted something and we're given it, we wouldn't build our muscle of strength of faith in strength in faith and trust, right? We'll just end up being spoiled little children. So we need to recognize that this is the whole process of also evolvement in that, you know, when the universe is letting us to, to wait and be patient and to, to continually hold the energy, it's actually strengthening our relationship to source. That one of my favorite quotes is, um, it's not faith until it looks like it does isn't going to happen and you still keep believing. That is what faith is. And if you just give up because you don't see the evidence, then you're not manifesting. You can't manifest if you need evidence 24-7 to validate your desires. Don't look for evidence. Look at your desires as the compass. Everything's already there in the quantum field. You aren't even creating anything. You aren't even creating anything. You're just materializing it in energetic form. Everything that you want is floating around right now in the atoms that are already in front of you. Right? So if you want to have the relationship of your dreams, what do you need to do? You need to show up as that woman who knows that her soulmate is right around the corner and you are going to live the fuck out of your single life because these are your last moments before you meet your conscious king. And if you really had that faith, you would really live it up rather than wasting your precious moments of being single wallowing in your self-pity that no good men are out there. That is just a waste of time. Do you see how just a mindset shift and perspective changes everything? You are the main character. You are the main character. You already know the plot and the storyline. There are some curveballs going to be thrown in the mix, but you already know the main arc of your story. You already know that you are destined for love. You already know that you are destined for wealth. You know that you are destined for success. So live your life now knowing that you're the main character and that's coming inevitably. That's your identity. That even when you don't have the evidence and even when you're not there yet, you're still living your life to the fullest because you're the fucking main character of your life. And you're not going to, you know, not live your life to the fullest just because you don't have everything that you want. Because that version of you that has everything you want, she's like, hey, babe, can you just like enjoy your life a bit more? Because yeah, it's awesome to have the money and the love and everything that I want. But I just wish that I loved my life even when I didn't. I wish I loved my life even when I didn't have those things. Because these things really don't matter as much as you think they do, right? Main character vibes. We can always have a bit of a sob and a bit of a, you know, 
something to add to the storyline. But ultimately, if you know the storyline, how are you going to live this moment? Um, Nolene says, yes, enjoy wherever your life is at. Yes, and it's also that gratitude and, and all this energy culminating, you know, gratitude and appreciation for life is just going to create more. It's just going to amplify that energy. You know, that's not going to do you any harm except create better, right? All right, so let's go into the next area of life, career, business. We're going to talk specifically about business because I know so many of you not in the nine to five anymore. And if you are, cool for you, as long as you're following your purpose. But a lot of us here are business owners, entrepreneurs, online coaches. How does identity play into this? All right. So again, don't work towards being a successful coach. Mm-mm-mm. I want you to show up as the coach who already is successful. So I want you to really tune in right now. You know, if you had the followers, the clients, the money, the content, the success, everything that you're working towards now, if you had it, how would you be showing up? And there's some very distinct ways of being that are going to differ to how you are showing up now. The reason why I don't like to work towards a goal is because again, it's saying that I don't have it and I'm in lack. When you post trying to make a sale because you don't have clients, it feels desperate. Versus if you post knowing that I have clients, I have a wait list, I am the booked out sought after leader in my field, that energy is going to take you places that the other energy of small coach isn't. You want to show up as the big coach from day one. You want to show up as if you already have it, that you're showing up in your business because you want to, because you get to. Like me doing this live, you can feel I'm loving the energy of being able to talk to you, go live, record this as a podcast. I'm living it. I'm not going on here being like, I'm a small coach and I have to go live because I don't have clients. And if I don't go live, I'm not going to sign clients and I need to do this for my business because I'm desperate, right? That energy is repulsive. That is not a vibe because big coaches run their business in their way, in their terms. They run their business out of pure joy, not obligation. If you do things in your business trying to get a sale, get a client because I'm desperate, you're not embodying big coach energy. This is why in order to become the big coach, you must realize from day one, I am the big coach. No small coach energy here, right? So it's pretty simple. And again, you know, look at it in every single aspect of your business. How would your marketing be different? How would your content be different? How would your page look different? Would you be on different platforms? Would you sell differently? Like really break it down into smaller areas. Don't just look at it like, oh yeah, I'd show up like this, but also take responsibility of like, some people say, oh, well, if I like was a big coach, I wouldn't be posting at all because I'd just be chilling. It's like, no, you still need to have, you still need to show up, but it's just a different energy of more relaxed because if this is truly your purpose, you'd want to show up. You'd want to go live. You'd want to do the thing because you love it because it's your job, right? Just like I do. All right. What else is there? We've talked about wealth. We've talked about relationships, health, career. Then I guess there's spirituality as another one as well. And again, just apply this to any area of your life. Anything that you want, anything that you feel like you can't have, anything that's hard in your life, just shift it. I did this with everything. I did this with cooking, 
two years ago, I was like, oh, cooking's a chore. I'm not good at cooking, blah, 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 all the stories. And now I love it. I'm an amazing cook. Two, three years ago, I was like, I'm not feminine. I'm masculine. I'm not sensual. I'm not tapped into my sexual energy. Changed my identity. Now I believe that I'm a sensual goddess, right? If you believe that you just don't have a connection to God and you can't channel, you don't have any spiritual gifts and modalities and it's not happening and I'm a logical person, I'm not heart-led, shift your identity. You are spiritual. You are magical. You are the ultimate channel. You get to speak to God every second of every day because God is channeling through you and you are the chosen one. Everything that you want stems from an identity shift. And it's not just, you know, deciding on your reality right now, but it's also such an amazing practice to see, you know, what you complain about continues to exacerbate because that's what you continue to create in your reality. So pick up on every time you say, I'm not, I'm not this person. I'm not someone who goes to gym. I'm not someone who cooks. I'm not someone who does adventurous things. And you doesn't mean you have to be everything. You know, it's like I love staying at home and, you know, I I love being a more homely person and I'm not necessarily needing to force myself to be super extroverted and to go to clubs all the time. But I realize that if I want to be that, I can because I am all women rolled into one. And this is another thing that I could go on to, the tangent of um, feminine archetypes. And As feminine women, we have all these different personas and versions of ourselves that we can literally flick like a switch. One moment you can be the queen in business, leading, facilitating. Next minute you can be the slut, the sensual goddess in the bedroom. Next minute you can be the amazing housewife in the kitchen. You can be cooking. Next minute you can be the, you know, warrior woman. You can be someone who is, you know, I'm an activist. I'm standing for what I believe in. Next minute you can be the nurturing mother. Like you have every single identity already within you right now. It's just that you haven't cracked it open. It's just that you have ignored that part of you that's already there and you just need to say yes. And whatever you see in other people, whatever you adore within other people, you actually have within yourself. How many times have you said, oh, I just wish I could be sensual like her. I wish I could be confident like her. I wish I could be, you know, whatever like her, successful like her. Everything that you see within another person is just untapped potential in you. It's just seeing what you have available to you. It's just now realizing what I see, the gift that I see in other people is the same gifts that I hold within myself. That I need to dig deep and, and, and access that identity. And it can also be on the flip side too. The things that trigger me, the things that oh, give me a little bit of an ick, can also sometimes be the untapped versions of you that you've suppressed, ignored so much and held so much shame around that you won't actually allow yourself to express and emit to the world. You know, so many of us are like, oh, I just don't have sensual energy. I'm just not sexual at all. I have a lot of sexual shame. And so because we feel ashamed of our own sexual power and we've suppressed that when we see another woman standing in her sexual power embodied and dripping in her own goddess version of her we can shrink and be oh that's disgusting i don't like how she's so sexual and i don't like how she's so embodied and it gives me the prickles but those prickly sensations that trigger within you is just your body saying oh, 
I feel so much shame in my own sexuality that I'm now projecting that onto someone else. Everything that you witness external to you gets to be a beautiful mirror and a reflection of what is possible. You know, when you see someone succeeding in business, know that that gets to be you next. When you see someone marrying the man of your dreams, use that as another expander and evidence that it is possible. Whatever that you want to create, find the evidence in other people who are living that reality and realize that they're not that much different to you. That due to the law of oneness, we're actually all the same. We're all energy manifesting energy playing in this world of energy and that if I can create something then that power also lies and exists within you underneath it all we are all spiritual beings we are all source at our core we are all living this human reality to create to play to explore to manifest to our heart's truest content and actualize our desires that there are no conditions only conditions that we created as man-made in order for us to then break down those constructs to realize what freedom, love, and liberation actually are. At the core of all of this, it's not just about trying to get somewhere or obtain a status or satisfy our egoic needs, but it's coming back down to the truth of who we are. And sometimes we have to lose a little bit of hope. Sometimes we have to feel like we are disconnected from spirit and for love in order for us to come back and remember our own truth. And that's the whole entire journey and the whole entire path. And it can look difficult and feel hard when you are in the thick of it. But remember your true purpose and the reason why you came here onto this earth to experience the magic of creativity and passion and pleasure and purpose. All right. Thank you, my loves, for coming on here today. This was such a fun live. Again, we went for an hour. I just... Cannot stop talking and channeling and I have so many other ideas that I want to share, so many other lives and podcasts that I want to do and I'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you have recommendations or if you just have something you want to say to me, how you you know thought about this live, um, then just DM me on Instagram. And if you loved this identity piece, if you want to go deeper into up-leveling in every single area of your life and really tweaking the stories and narratives and who you associate yourself as then I invite you into my high level program called the Conscious Queens Collective. Right now, we've got an amazing offer on, which is 50% off the original price. So it's $111 per month or um, $555 if you sign up for six months in full. Inside of this beautifully curated program, which I lead, we have over 50 lessons on things such as quantum, on wealth, uh, on unlocking your feminine, on leadership, on you know your relationship with the divine. We also have um, healings to help you regulate your nervous system, to feel safe in your body and release resistance from the past, as well as group coaching calls every single month. So it's such a beautiful container. I really made this to be the one-stop place where you get to learn, heal, and um, get coaching in one container. So if you're interested in joining me inside of the collective to dive deeper into what I spoke about today, all the information is in my link in bio or in the show notes if you are listening to the podcast. Thank you again for joining me and I will see you next time. I hope you have an amazing day or night wherever you are. Remember that you get to choose your identity.
You are powerful and you've got this. Bye, my love.